Live from the American Gulf Coast, it's the Dave Nemo Show. Is it getting cooler in here? Well, it's getting cooler outside, and maybe somebody left their rear doors open and that reefer is just chugging along. Well, that's what the topic is today on Tent Talk with TMC, the new refrigerated trailer study. It's an ongoing study, and Robert and Paul, Robert Braswell, Paul Menning, who, of course, is the CEO at Business Accelerants, will be talking about this new refrigerated trailer study. Maybe you're a reefer driver, and uh, I remember uh, Tim Ridley, uh, when he saw his first reefer unit and talked to the guy and examined it, he said, from that day on, that's all I ever wanted to do was drive a reefer, man. And he did for many, many years. So if you're into that or would like to be or maybe you want to get out of it, well, the phones are open, 615-292-6366. And be part of the study that TMC is doing on refrigerated trailers, 615-292-6366. Oh, and we'll be back with Robert Braswell to uh, do a formal introduction for Paul and the topic when we come back from a quick break. Couldn't have said it better, but I'll say this, Tech Talk with TMC on the air everywhere. And today, Robert Braswell and Paul Manning, as I mentioned, will talk about refrigerated trailers and the new study that TMC is doing at this time. One thing, though, you want to remember that uh, any TMC recommended practices that may be discussed today reflect the consensus of TMC members. And they're offered as recommendations only, and everyone must first determine for themselves if they're safe and appropriate for their operation. And remember, too, TMC does not endorse any product, person, or service. And the opinions expressed on the show today are those of the individual, not necessarily the opinion of his or her company, nor of TMC, unless otherwise stated. And um, one more quick thing. Today's special offer is special. TMC's preventive maintenance inspection manual for technicians uh this is the real deal and the price is unbelievable 25 bucks plus shipping and handling the number to call is 866-821-3468 and you're asking for item number t450 and with that good morning robert braswell Good morning, Dave Nemo. Great to be back here for Tech Talk with TMC. And we're talking about a very hot topic in the TMC world, and that is the cool uh, world of transportation in refrigerated transportation. It actually should be called climate control transportation, I guess. And that's what we've been studying in our North American refrigerated trailer survey that we've been doing for the last several months. You know, it's been uh, a project that we've been doing in cooperation with eSmart, which is a collaboration between Business Accelerants and Wilgo Transportation Consulting. Paul Menick, today's guest, is the uh, CEO of Business Accelerants, and he helped uh, do the uh, study along with Charlie Wilmot, who is with uh, Wilco Transportation Consulting. Uh, we have a question for our listening audience today just before we get started. Uh, so if you have an answer to this, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, do you have a story to tell about a rejected load and how it was handled when it comes to refrigerated transport? If you do, call us at 615 292 6366. With that, welcome to the program this morning, Paul Menig. Good morning, Paul. Good morning, Dave. Good morning, uh, Robert. Great to be with you again. Great to have you on the program. You know, we were really excited about the first report that we did together last year in 2021. We learned a lot about the uh, the leasing uh, trailer industry from that. And one of the things that we learned about 
next generation expectations for trailers is that the refrigerated trailer fleets are the ones that are probably the most forward thinking and progressive when it comes to these advanced technologies. Isn't that right? Absolutely, that's right. And and that's actually uh, what prompted the question that we're asking uh, drivers is uh, anytime you put technology onto a vehicle, uh, this is like a machine in a factory, it's a piece of capital equipment and you have to get some sort of a payback for it. And in the world of refrigerated trailers, uh, it's important because people are going to reject a load if the atmosphere inside the trailer has not been properly maintained. Actually, when we started, we thought, well, it's mostly food. And then we learned with uh, the uh, pharmaceuticals because of the vaccines that we got some stringent requirements there. But I learned through the process of studying that it's uh, chocolate being carried down in Texas in the summer. It's paint being carried out of Pittsburgh uh, to various places because these materials either have to be stayed cold or they have to be kept from freezing. Um, some of them have to be heated in order to make sure that they're going to continue going. And we thought, okay, well, there's the payback. If you lose a load, it's going to be uh, a thing that will allow the fleet to pay for the uh, extra electronics. When I first got into this industry, uh, it was uh, U.S. Express that told me that it was a hot load of shrimp was the, the big thing, that if a truck went down, and they couldn't deliver that shrimp, that that load was going to be destroyed. And one of the interesting things we learned in this process of trying to understand what the payback is for the electronics on the refrigerated loads is, well, it's more complicated than we thought. You don't just take a load of shrimp that has gone, that's been rejected and necessarily take it to the dump. There are some alternative things that are available that can reduce the cost of a lost load. So my interpretation of the word lost load turns out to be wrong. It was a rejected load because there are some things that you can do with it that are interesting. So there is a tremendous payback in the uh, refrigerated load uh, areas. Uh, it ranges from tens of thousands of dollars to hundreds of thousands of dollars, depending on what you're carrying. Uh, the vaccines, for instance, if those go bad, that is literally millions of dollars in a load of uh, pharmaceuticals that can be rejected because for three days uh, they weren't properly maintained of temperature, for instance. Uh, recent news that picked my, uh, piqued my uh, interest was uh, Governor Abbott in Texas with the extra inspections at the border. That was causing uh, several-day delays for some of the drivers. And so produce that was uh, picked in Mexico and then was being brought to the border to come to uh, grocery stores here in the United States was literally going bad and losing its freshness in the time frame that it took for the drivers to get through during that roughly, what, week and a half that uh, that was going on. So it, it's a fabulously interesting area now uh, to me. Uh, how we have to properly control the temperature, the humidity, uh, and the airflow inside a, a refrigerated trailer. So I'm beginning to think of it as uh, we have to act on this. It's the atmospheric controlled transport. That's, that's my new term for this uh, area. Reefer probably isn't a good term to use nowadays. 
Well, it's certainly one of the things that we found in the study is you were trying to touching on this in the last uh, thought you were getting there was that, you know, return on investment for this segment and total cost of operation really aren't necessarily a straightforward proposition always. Isn't that right? That's right. It is tremendously difficult. It's not just like um, uh, you're going to save uh, X dollars uh, a month in savings by uh, paying uh, Y dollars uh, for telematics uh, tracking device. Understanding all of the costs, and direct and ancillary, that you have in a business uh, is very, very difficult. Uh, we found the, the refrigerated people, for instance, are more sensitive to their brand recognition of the carrier and what it can mean for lost business in the future uh, than other aspects are. So we learned that there are grocery stores that have very stringent rules. And then there are grocery chains that have slightly less stringent rules. We learned that it makes a difference uh, if you're carrying fruit from California and you're carrying it to Mexico, I'm sorry, to uh, Arizona, let's say, versus if you're carrying it to Pennsylvania. There's a level of freshness that's required by the receiving uh, grocery store. And then you have all that time that it's sitting in the trailer that the uh, fruit is losing its freshness. And so there are some very interesting uh, software systems that are out there to be able to really determine, okay, this, this fruit has X amount of time available for freshness. So, well, it can go to Dave State, Louisiana, because uh, it's close enough and it can get there in time, but it, we can't take it to Maine because it won't make it there in time to be fresh. And all that figures into that return on investment. Uh, as to what you do. If you have a story to tell regarding a rejected load and how you handle it, we'd love to hear from you. The number is 615-292-6366. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to continue our discussion about refrigerated transport with Paul Minnick. And uh, we're back to Tech Talk with TMC. Of course, Paul Minnick is with us, Robert Braswell hosting. And uh, Robert uh, Tenring is with us in Georgia to uh, talk about uh, some problems there, uh, a rejected load. Tenring, you're on with uh, Paul and Robert now. Good morning. Well, good morning, folks. Um, I've had loads rejected for date coats. Uh, you know, the shipper will put the wrong, uh, uh, an out-of-date product on the trailer. Uh and either all or most of the load gets rejected, and uh, and we'll just take them to a uh, food bank uh, for the most part. Uh, I've had uh, very few uh, fresh produce loads rejected or refused. Um, fortunately, we keep. Uh, we keep a good eye on our equipment, our trucks, and our trailers. Um, one thing that bothers me, along with all this technology that we're talking about putting in here, is it takes the simplicity out of the trailer to the point that if a door switch throws the reefer unit into low idle on a minus 20 load and there's nothing wrong with the door switch, there's... The door isn't open. Uh, you know, some of the manufacturers of the units are saying, well, we don't want the drivers to be able to override this. Well, there's, you know, I got a minus 20 load and it's 
it's 100 degrees outside, I've got to be able to override this thing in order to insure my product. Um, so that, that That's a great point that we have a, a simple single point of failure there than with the door switch, which can uh, cause the entire load to uh, go out of temperature control because of that. The intent, of course, is to uh, save fuel and make sure it's safe, but there are always some downsides. Yeah, and the thing of it is, the door is not open. The, the the product is safe. Everything about it is safe, but the unit thinks it's open, or the unit thinks uh, because the fuel sensor is a little hinky, uh, you know, there's physically fuel in the trailer. I just filled it up, but the computer seems to think it's low on fuel, so it's going to throw me a code, and some of the customers won't load them if they're coded out to yellow, but there's nothing wrong with it. It's just the sensor thinks it's low on fuel. On, on the fuel tanks, since you're, are you whole, always whole, hauling the same trailer or multiple trailers? Uh, multiple trailers. So what what variation do you see in the sizes of the fuel tanks? Because we, we heard that they can be as small as 25 gallons of diesel to 150 gallons of diesel depending on how far that trailer has to go and what the fleet's uh, uh, region is? Well, uh, our our tanks are, they used to be 50s. Now they're 40s for the last year. Um, they've been 40s. Uh, either way, I mean, you still get a good three, even at minus 20 continuous, you're still going to get a good three days run out of it, even in the hot weather. Um but the important thing is, you know, I, I mean, the, the driver knows he's got to put fuel in. They're supposed to know they got to put fuel in it. Um, <laughs> you know, and, and I know there's there's a few that have operator headspace and timing that just forget to do that. Um, but like I said, it's it's the technology is great. The tracking is great. Some of them have cameras inside and everything else and all this, but we still need to be able to return back to the basics where I can have a override safety switch that says, I don't care what you're saying is going on, until you blow up, you need to stay running. That's a great idea. I think there's a place. We were obviously putting a lot on the driver in order to make sure that this is going to work correctly. You mentioned the fuel tank. that. That change from 50 to 40 is probably uh, just the weight of 10 gallons of fuel uh, that they want to make sure uh, in order to get more weight on the trailer. And then we've got, uh, we've heard before about the uh, fuel sensor having a problem uh, with it, but your thought on the uh, door sensor, uh, vibration in uh, the tractor trailer rigs is terrible and trying to get a simple switch that is going to work under all situations uh, is a challenge, and that's something I'm going to uh, pay attention to as I talk with uh, some of the suppliers of what their warranty failure rate is and uh, what their field failure rates are on uh, the uh, door switches. Good point. Thank you very much. Not a yes. problem. Yes, great call. Thank you very much. We're discussing the North American Refrigerated Trailer Survey that uh, TMC and eSmart has been doing for the last several months. Uh, the uh, report is going to be coming out later this month. 
It's uh, sponsored by Clarins Technologies and Wabash. Those are our level one sponsors and also supported by our level two sponsors, Calamp, Peterson Manufacturing, and Orbcom. Uh, Paul, in the last couple of minutes we have here, any final thoughts uh, after this great call that we just had? Yeah, we were we were talking about the fact that drivers are interested in the future of the industry and everything. Uh, we talked about lithium batteries and uh, getting uh, lithium from water and stuff, but that's going to be much more important to these refrigerated trailers. The, the clock has started ticking. The race has started already. And we're going to be moving from diesel-powered electric refrigerate, diesel-powered refrigeration units to battery-powered or, in some way, electric-powered refrigeration units. And so there's going to be a, uh, an overlap of time in the in the industry. But I would expect by 2035 to 2040, we're going to have made a change from the diesel all the way over to electric-powered uh, transportation refrigeration units. Now, that means we're going to have something different than a fuel uh, tank monitor uh, sensor for the fuel in the thing. We're going to have some sort of a battery sensor that's going to be estimating the amount of battery power that's left to be able to control the refrigeration unit. And we're going to need to get that information to the driver, uh, whether that be uh, through a screen on the uh, refrigeration unit, a screen on the uh, trailer itself, an app in their hands or something that comes up on that uh, ELD that they're having in the future. I would expect sometime over, somewhere over time it will be right there in front of the driver uh, as to what's available to him. So and the future is going to be bright and interesting. And hopefully the driver will have a little bit more control over all of that, <laughs> like our caller was yes. saying. That was, that was a great suggestion. The driver well, knows better sometimes. One final thought. We you know we didn't talk about this, but regulations is really what's driving a lot of the technology adoption. Certainly, we're having all of that overlaid on top of everything we talked about. Maybe we have you back on a future show. We can talk more about some of the findings from our North American Refrigerated Trailer Survey. So with that, I'm going to turn it back over to Dave. Paul, thank you so much. Always great having you with us on the program. Looking forward to more about the, the study. 